0: You've probably heard the joke where someone says, where's the first tee? What's the course record? It's a good joke with the right timing of course. Well, last summer at Druid Hills Golf Club in the 2019 Dogwood Invitational, Alex Ross, a then sophomore at Davidson College, asked to starter on the first tee. What's the course record? That day, Alex made golf history at the Dogwood Invitational by shooting an unheard of 15 under par 57. A number unheard in golf let alone amateur golf. Ross, who is currently in his junior season at Davidson College, had opened this tournament with rounds of 75-73. He had told his caddy he just wanted to make the cut. AmateurGolf.com founder Pete Lakowski chatted with Alex about his historic round, his golf game, and they preview the upcoming Dogwood Invitational at Druid Hills Golf Club happening June 8th through 13th, 2020. For more information about the tournament, visit thedogwood.com or just go to amateurgolf.com and search Dogwood. And now for Tournament Talk with amateurgolf.com, the number one resource for competitive amateur golfers.
1: You know, we're thrilled to have Dogwood Invitational record-setting performer Alex Ross on the phone, and Alex... um, you just rocked the golf world last year at the Dogwood. You didn't win the tournament, but you shot a 57 in the third round, and that tied the lowest competitive golf score ever shot. The only thing I don't know is who did you tie?
2: Um, so I actually tied a guy named Bobby Wyatt. He played the University of Alabama, um, and he shot the 57 playing in, I believe it was the Alabama Boys Junior uh, Championship. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what that year was, but I, I think he uh, it was a par 71. So I think he shot 14 under. Um, but yeah, never met him, but I guess pretty cool to, to share that title with him.
1: It's really a neat deal. And I'm sure you will meet him one day down the road. But uh, <laughs> That's right. you, you started off the day, and uh, I'll paint a picture. Druid Hills is a beautiful golf course, the Dogwood is a historic tournament and it's really kind of a festive setting there. They they really do a beautiful job with the committee and the members welcoming the players. But what made you ask, and, and did you ask the question on, uh, before you teed off in the third round, you asked the starter, what's the course record?
2: I did. Um, I've never really done that before, and, uh, yeah, it, w- it was kind of strange. I, I mean, my group and I all knew we were kind of a mile outside of the cut line, and so um, we had just eaten lunch really fast, and I guess... We're uh, messing around a little bit on the tee. I was good friends with uh, two of the three guys that I played with, and we were all kind of messing around. I just decided to, you know, ask the ask the starter what the course record was, and I guess the rest is history.
1: So he told you it was a sixty, right?
2: He told me it was sixty. Yeah, Webb Simpson. I, I think Webb Simpson Webb Simpson shot it in a practice round one year at the Dogwood. Um, I believe the competitive competitive course record was sixty one. I don't know off the top of my head who shot that.
1: Okay, so now it's a 10th tee start for you, and chipped in on the 10th. Looks like you had quite a nice run going birdie, 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 eagle, birdie, birdie. I mean, nobody does that, and you did it on your first seven holes. Walk me through those.
2: Sure. And so, um, so yeah, I was uh, pretty disappointed with how I hit it in the morning. And so uh, when I, you know, hit it left into the trees on my first hole the second round, I – was a little frustrated, but I was lucky to get it up by the green and, and chip in. And then from there, I mean, the, um, uh, Druid Hills gives you a lot of wedges. And so the next hole, I hit a wedge to, you know, 10 feet. Um, next hole I almost drove the green. Um, the next hole is a par three. I hit it to like 10 feet. Um, next hole is a par five. I only had a six iron in and hit that to like 30 feet and made it and then, uh, made a 20 footer and then drove another green. And so, um, I guess yeah, it, it all kind of flowed pretty easily. If well, if that if that makes any sense.
1: Well, it does because you were firing all on all cylinders. You're you're driving it straight and long. You've you've now you've converted birdies on short par fours. You've also grabbed an eagle for yourself, and you know between that and hitting these wedges closes and having a chip in and playing with guys you like, there's a lot of ingredients for a good round. Um, after birdying the ninth and turning in 27 everybody seems to pause in golf after nine, whether it's a bad nine and we decide to play better on the back nine or a good nine. And we, you can't help, but add up the card. Had you ever done anything under 30 before on the golf course?
2: I had. So, um, funny story. actually, when I was, I'm from, uh, I'm from Atlanta and my home course growing up was called uh, Chastain park golf course. It's the kind of local course. that's only about five, 10 minutes from my house. And, um, so I grew up playing there my whole life. And one time I'd shot there, 27 or touch shot 28 on the front nine with a bogey it was only a par 35 but um, I, I had done that once but definitely not close to that in the tournament
1: so length is something that obviously helps you to get on good runs you hit the ball pretty far as most of the college kids do but what's a good drive for you
2: um well it was pretty hot out at the dogwood I was hitting the good ones I would say around 320.
1: okay that that helps and if you're straight at, at Druid Hills that that really helps. Another birdie on number one, which isn't an easy hole at all. And right.
2: I, I think I was a, a little amped up on that one. They had just, they had just uh, you know, done the live scoring for my card on the front nine. There were a bunch of people watching, and I smoked a driver. That was the hardest ball I hit all day. And the, the drive probably went close to 360, 70 yards, so I only had a flip wedge into that hole as well.
1: That's crazy. I mean, that's, most average golfers would be happy to have a seven iron in their hand on that hole. So uh, that's
2: that's correct.
1: 467. Let's just uh you know put paint a picture of that one. One of the harder holes on the golf course especially, you know, as a, as a first hole. And then uh there's no bogeys on the card. You did another 3 in a row on 3, 4 and 5 and you parred a little par 3 on 6 and now you're sitting there on another par 5. You must have uh, at that point taken stock in how many under you were.
2: Absolutely. On uh, on six, I had actually hit not that great a wedge to about 30 feet, but left the putt right on the lip. And so I had a lot of time to think about that on the next tee because we waited for about 15, 20 minutes on that hole. It's a really super reachable par, four, a par five. And so it had kind of been holding groups up all day.
1: And uh, walk, walk through the last three holes now. I think we can take a little more time because I have a feeling you've told this story a few times.
2: A couple times. So, yeah. Um, I mean, seven was pretty short i hit a hit a good drive up the right and i only had a seven iron in um kind of a little bit out of the rough but a little bit of a fire and i was pretty amped up at that point so i think i had about 185 190 yards in and uh just hit it hit it perfect didn't leave the flag the whole time to 10 feet right behind the flag and actually missed that one i didn't even touch the hole which was a little a little, uh, I guess somewhat frustrating, but you know, it was, it was nice to make another birdie and get to 14 under, um, yeah. Then we got up to, up to eight. It's kind of a long, T was up one T on the, on the par three, um, was playing about 210 yards, um, ended up hitting a five and hit it just to the middle of the green. Um, there were a lot of people at, the, at this point, this was when I kind of realized how, man, how many people were following and, um, yeah, I had about 30 feet, lagged it about three feet by. I didn't hit a very good first putt, but I uh, was happy to make the par putt and move on to the last hole. Um,
1: Another par five.
2: Yes, sir. Um, and that one was pretty reachable, too. I actually didn't hit the drive that great, but I had a lot running through me at that point, and so it ended up going pretty far, and I only had a five iron into that one. Um, so that was pretty nice. I hit a good shot to the very front of the green. Um and walked up there, probably had about 80 feet and ran it right over the edge. had about uh, two feet for my, I guess, my final putt to f- close out the 57. So it was a pretty, uh, uh, I guess, not not very stressful way to finish um, having a two-footer, but it felt really good at the end.
1: It must have been unbelievable. And at that point, there's kind of a nice setting around that ninth green. Um, how many people would you say were, were watching that last couple of putts?
2: I honestly couldn't tell you. I was a I was a, a little bit in shock still, but I, there were definitely a couple hundred people there, which was really cool. A lot of my friends, especially with it being a local tournament, um, a lot of the local Georgia guys were had stuck around.
1: And as I said, the members of Druid Hills they really open up the, the, the club, and I can imagine Ward getting around and them running out on the golf course. We had Julie Williams uh, who interviewed you after the round, and we got that last putt on video, and and uh, I think you know she had a chance to talk with you about, you know, some of the thoughts that you had going through your brain, but, uh, let's step, take a step back and, and talk about the dogwood a little bit so that we can preview the 2020 event. And of course, we're really hoping that, you know, the tournament being in June, that we're going to be able to play and, uh, t- tell me about the tournament. How many times had you played before that? And, uh, how does it compare with some of the other tournaments that you compete in on the summer amateur schedule?
2: Sure. So the, the, dogwood is awesome. That was actually my first time playing in the tournament. Um, I had played a couple times there growing up and I had played the qualifier the year before. Um, and I, f- I believe I missed out on the, I'm qualifying for the tournament by one shot. I made a bogey on the last hole and missed by one, which, uh, didn't feel that great, but, um, was lucky enough to secure an invitation for this past year. And, um, yeah, I was super excited to play. Um, we had just come off of a really solid, uh, College golf season at Davidson College almost won our second straight conference championship, and my game was feeling really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the Dogwood's a it's a great tournament, super well run. Um, the staff at Druid Hills is great. The membership at Druid Hills is great. And the course is awesome. So um, yeah, it's certainly a recipe for success.
1: How have you done in the, how did, or how did you do in the long drive competition? Because I would imagine you were competitive when everybody gets out there and some of them play barefoot. Some of them take it seriously, but it's uh, they have the food trucks going and I really find that whole environment really kind of fun.
2: You know what? I mean, now that I think of it, I don't even, I don't, I think I might've missed the long drive contest last year.
1: Well, you're local. So you're you probably it's a home game for you. You were staying at home, so you probably weren't at the club the whole time, as some players might be.
2: That's right. I'm I'm ninety ninety nine percent sure I wasn't there. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll be there next year for sure.
1: Okay, well, you got to give them a run at that long drive. That's a lot of fun. So, what was the media attention like after the fifty seven? And had you obviously you probably haven't experienced anything like that, but. How did that all go down? Were they trying to get your cell phone? Uh, Were the tournament people trying to put, like, the Golf Channel and others in touch with you? How did that all work?
2: Absolutely. It was definitely the most overwhelming thing that I've ever dealt with. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I hadn't looked at my phone for probably two hours after the round um, because I was doing interviews, you know, all sorts of stuff at the course locally. And I turned my phone on and I had— over five hundred texts, a couple hundred calls of friends, but also uh, I guess golf media um, members trying to reach out and get interviews and statements so it was it was a lot I uh finally got through all the texts a couple of days later but super uh super crazy time for myself and my family
1: yeah and did you make you made golf central on on uh, golf channel?
2: I did yes, sir.
1: Did they call? Do a phone call, or did they um? They just talk about it on Golf Central.
2: I think they just talked about it on Golf Central. I was uh, I was on PJ Tour Radio that night, which was pretty cool as well.
1: That's pretty neat. Where's the scorecard, Alex?
2: So I have the scorecard here in my room. Um, and yeah, Druid Hills was nice enough to make up a couple of a uh, nice frame scorecards too. And so yeah, definitely a lot of memorabilia around the household.
1: Uh, as far as your golf, um, Davidson College. Uh, great college by the way. And, uh, it's in North Carolina. It's in Davidson, North Carolina. I've had a friend that went there. Uh, tell me a little bit about the season and about, um, sort of gearing up now and how did the 57 help you to get back in collegiate golf? I would imagine if people didn't know you and uh, then that, that has gotten around a little bit.
2: Right. Absolutely. I mean, we've had, we've been, uh, really on a, on a good trajectory the last two years. Um, and yeah, we won our conference tournament my freshman year, had a really solid year last year and then um we're really trending well this year. Uh, obviously, unfortunate that the season had to end so abruptly. Um but yeah, I mean, I um didn't play as great as I would have liked uh towards the end of the summer after the 57, but really played well this whole uh this whole college season. I actually re- I think I recorded six top 5 finishes and seven starts. Um and so you know, game is feeling really good and hoping, uh, that the coronavirus won't, uh, won't hinder my preparation for the dogwood this year.
1: Well, we all know that golf's a good place to be. You may not be able to use a restaurant. You may not be able to use all the facilities, of the club, but we're encouraging people to play golf by all means, if they, you know, if they can get out and they're in good health. Uh, I love, I love exercise as it is, you know, carrying your bag for a few holes and practicing and especially alone is uh, is a good thing to do. So, uh, as you kind of were told of this news and realized you couldn't go, go back to college. Um, You're the first college player we've talked to since this whole really disaster has hit our, our world. Um, How did you approach it? And um, how do you feel about, you know, the situation you're in? You have two things happening. You're a collegiate athlete and you're also a college student. Uh, So, and, and you're at a serious college where, um, you know, going offline to online or online to offline. I mean, those are, those aren't as easy as it, as it may sound to to people uh, just getting behind your computer and all of a sudden taking classes. How are you approaching that aspect of it?
2: Absolutely. We actually, uh, we start online classes tomorrow, so it's definitely going to be a big adjustment. Um, I mean, and I guess overall I can say that right off the bat, um, The, I guess the sentiment of myself and probably every player in college golf was shock. Um, you know, you put so much work into the college golf season, practicing for hours every day, um, working towards the conference championship and beyond at the end of the year. So it was definitely a, a tough time for all of us to take in, especially with, uh, I'm you know, th- thankfully I'm not a senior, and so I'll have one more crack at it. But um, very, very tough news for all of us to hear. Um, especially when we felt like our season was really uh, at a turning point. Um, and so, yeah, and you know with with school closing, I, I moved home a couple of days ago, and now it's all about uh, trying to, you know, keep the school up, uh, keep my body in good shape, and do a, do all the practicing I can.
1: okay, well, I, I have a feeling uh, you've got a good level head on your shoulder, um one on your shoulders. One thing I would uh, mention is that, you did something after the 57, which I think is pretty impressive. I mean, you had started 75-73 or 73-75 in your, you know, 75-73 in your first two rounds. As you said, you were probably looking at not making the cut at the dogwood. You throw a 57 up, and you came back and shot 70 with only one bogey in your last round.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. I had a, a, lot, a lot of people following round two, as, as you would imagine, and— um, I guess I can't really complain about it, but I didn't really have much fall that day, have much fall in the greens that day. But I was really happy with how I played, Um, struck it very solidly, and obviously kept the bogeys off the card for the most part. So really proud of that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody moved up the leaderboard in a tournament all summer. And I always like to watch these scores and what they do and say, here's a person that shot 57, went from the bottom of the field literally, you know, three quarters of the way down the leaderboard and up into right. the top 20. You came in 13th place in the Dogwood, and that's a really solid finish that I'm sure secures you the invitation. And we're really looking forward to um, having you as one of the contenders this year in the tournament. Amateurgolf.com will be there on site. I'm looking forward to meeting you, Alex, and um, I know that our country's going to get through. Um, you know, in the short term, we're, we're all doing the right things. Everybody seems really cautious. We're doing elbow bumps. Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, putting with the pin in right now. That's what I did last time I played. I don't know about you guys, but, um, yeah, so we can take those precautions and, uh, anything else that, um, you know, you want to share with the golfing world as we um, prepare for the dogwood, anything else about the tournament that um, you're looking forward to? No, I'm,
2: I'm just looking for, uh, I guess one more great year of, of, uh, summer golf amateur golf before I hopefully turn pro um I know there a lot of my friends are already planning on playing and so um yeah just super excited for another great year and a great tournament
1: look forward to meeting you there and we'll we'll uh we'll do a corona bump all right sounds great thanks alex thanks for being on amateurgolf.com
2: thank you